0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their
1: faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace.
0: Come join the conversation
1: now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with Sean Bowles. How are you, Sean? I'm so good. I'm excited about today's interview. Well, we uh, we interviewed Lauren uh, last week. That Lauren
0: is uh, in my mind one of the most wise people I've ever met, yeah. and she you know was known actually more than you, Bob, for a long time. She was known in the ministry circles and behind the scenes, especially in your region, just because she's hosted so many conversations with so many incredible leaders and helped people develop. This is not her bio. This is just my take on who she is. Let me read you about Lauren, though. She's driven by a passion to see three things unfold in this generation: the acceleration of divine favor and potential in the lives of individuals, the forming of powerful partnerships for kingdom causes, and the expression of these partnerships to transform cities. Lauren has been a leader in ministry for over 35 years. She is a cultural catalyst who is pioneering a relational movement between organizations, ministries, and entrepreneurs who share God's heart to restore Southern California. Yes. As a speaker and a writer, she delivers revelatory teaching with a prophetic edge, that equips and empowers people to move in the fullness of who God created them to be. As the founder of Longitude and 33 Degrees North, she's partnering with like-minded leaders who champion one another in their cities, forming visionary relationships to further the kingdom of God. Lauren's been married to her best friend here, Bob, for over 30 years, and is a mother of four remarkable children and two grandchildren. And Lauren, you know, we would have had Lauren, even if you weren't the co-host, Bob, because Lauren is just one of those people that is doing some things that with such a transformative mindset and it's just who she is Lauren is transformation there's before and after moments for so many of your friendships yeah. when they met Lauren and then after they met Lauren and Lauren's still one of my go-to people when I need wisdom when I need counsel when I need revelation when I'm just spanking Lauren's my friend you know Lauren's the girl and so I think for our listeners to hear what she's doing and building I think you're going to love her mindset I learned just from listening to her yeah. they are going to love just hearing her story
1: well, uh, I could say this all those same things. So up <laughs> next, Lauren Hassan.
0: My new book is called Encounter, A Spiritual Perspective That Will Shape Your Faith for the Coming Move of God. And this book is gonna help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are gonna form your faith. So you can get this book, so make sure to go to bullsministries.com encounter a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Bob, we have your wife with us today on Exploring the Marketplace, and this is gonna be an incredible episode. You don't wanna miss it. But Bob and Lauren, how are you guys doing?
2: Fantastic.
1: I'm fantastic oh look. I'm fantastic too, Sean, because I'm with you Lauren. You look fantastic. You look amazing.
0: And I'm so excited because, Bob, you just released your book, Shortcuts. And Lauren, you just got finished with a class with us that was our most phenomenal class on our online academy that we've ever done, where there's so much response and so many people move forward in the spirit. It was awesome. So that we're going to talk about, not that, but we're going to talk about your story because you've been an actress. You've been in business. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read your bio so people can get to know you. Lauren Hassan. Is driven by a passion to see three things unfold in this generation, the acceleration of divine favor and potential in the lives of individuals, the forming of powerful partnerships for kingdom causes, and the expression of these partnerships to transform cities. Lauren has been a leader in ministry for over 35 years. She is a cultural catalyst who is pioneering a relational movement between organizations, ministries, and entrepreneurs who share God's heart to restore Southern California. As a speaker and writer, she delivers revolutionary teaching with a prophetic edge that equips and empowers people to move in the fullness of who God created them to be. As the founder of Longitude and 33 Degrees North, she is partnering with like-minded leaders who champion one another and their cities, forming visionary relationships to further the kingdom of God. Lauren has been married to her best friend right there, Bob Hassan, for over 30 years, and is a mother of four remarkable children and two grandchildren. So Lauren, we're so glad you're here. And we're gonna be talking about land today and some of the prophetic journey over land and natural journey over land. We're going to be talking about women and leadership roles, even in ministry. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. So let's dive real deep into it. But Bob, I'm going to have you ask your wife the very first question.
1: You are? Yes, I think it's a perfect starting point. What should I ask her? I don't don't know what I should ask her. (laughs) Why did you marry me? You know what? You're <laughs> <odd>. Okay, please. <laughs> uh, they still got it. This is good. They still got it. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, the first question. Let's just start with when did Christianity start to affect your career, your life?
2: Mm. Okay, so that's an interesting question because I think for me, uh, there it's always been seamless. You know, before I knew God because he knew me, you know, I'd ride a horse, I would be outdoors and I always felt his presence. And so I got saved at 16. Wow! So it was always like his voice would always speak to me, which I think was beautiful because I was pretty lonely growing up, Mm -hmm. but I had him. And so before I understood who he was, he was there. So I'm going to say it's always been organically part of me. I I couldn't say there was a time.
0: Well, and when you were young, you went right into acting because you've lived kind of... I think three or four different lives in a way you've been actress like prolific actress. You've done wife, motherhood stuff. You've led city kind of efforts for San Diego. And now you're leading not just city efforts for San Diego, but more you've done ministry. You've done business. You've done business alongside of Bob where you guys have done real estate projects. So you've done a lot of different types of things, but let's take us on the early journey just a little bit as far as what, well, I mean, being an actress, the way you tell stories, Lauren, you're one of my favorite storytellers. There is, and I think it really does have to do with that understanding how to be present with people when you were acting. But tell us about that journey.
2: Yeah, you know, I think uh, you could apply this to anything. But what I loved even more than actually once the show opened, of course, I love the interaction with the audience, but I loved the process. I love oh. the process of the narrative of finding out who was the character within the bigger story of the context of the play. So there was a lot of work you would do of research, of getting into their mind, understanding them, and really finding the core, whether other people would judge them as evil or good. It didn't matter because you just want to get the core of the person. Why did they live the life they did? Why did they make the choices they did? And so um, it always really mattered to me whether I was a prostitute or not that I've ever played a nun, but someone of noble character, that it didn't matter if it was gritty. It mattered if it was true. Mm. And that it, it, if something was evil, I love to find the truth behind the person that would cause them to make those decisions. And so I would say that that truth for me, I, I would say this is across the board for anyone when you're looking for something, you're looking for the internal truth of what you're doing, what you're called to do, and to have the joy of being part of a, uh, a big story. Yeah. So I, I think they all oh, your
0: capacity. Your capacity is so huge because you've experimented and explored through empathy and compassion and through the power of acting, which is a, an incredible skill set. To me, like I've been in rooms with you all around, you know, the United States where. You just are such a relater. Like you can just go on page where people feel like, wow, this is my old friend Lauren Hassan, who I just met. And <laughs> I don't know, Bob, you can agree with me about that. It's like Lauren has never met a stranger. You know? right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the interesting things knowing how how her methodology for acting is, it moves into her relationship with God because where she would research about the character. Now she's researching about God and the depth of her teaching and ability has come from this, this love of research. And so I, tell our audience how, how you connect with God, how, this, how, you, how you see God and how you communicate mm-hmm. Him.
2: I, I would say for me, uh, the biggest gift is to recognize where I don't know Him yet. Mm-hmm. And so there's this love that he has. And every time, oh, see, it's right there. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Every time for me, um, he will say, you don't really trust me here yet because you don't know me here yet. And so it has been a process of continuing to receive um, him in different ways and being really aware because half the times we're going to miss it. And especially because I could be really project oriented, I could miss things. And so one thing I've always asked him, like, would you like when you're telling me something profound, like would you just sort of tap me on the shoulder and like yell at me like I'm telling you something right (laughs) now so you don't miss it. And so if I can slow down in moments, um, he's always showing me something. And, you know, our friend, uh, Sean, Jill Austin, she said, you know, Lauren, years ago, she said everything in the natural realm mirrors the supernatural realm. Hmm. So Um, if there's something you see that seems unusual, it's caught your attention, then take some time and then have a conversation with God about it. Like, are you showing me something in this or it's just part of your nature? But I would say that the biggest thing is to trust that he loves us so much. He loves me so much that he's always wanting to express himself. And so it could be in nature hikes. It could be I'm reading the word and something pops out or I get an impression he's saying something. And then I just freely write down what I hear. I just like Um, to do that. Otherwise, I tend to forget.
0: Well, let's go, because that's an incredible model. And some of the things that you've proven that you've done, you've heard from God in these places. And it's caused a lot of change. And uh, maybe, I mean, you guys are, I I don't know the right word, you guys are catalysts for people's change and growth. And part of that's when you guys were early on in your career with Bob's painting business, you really saw a house property and you saw a place of gathering leaders in the city and influencing and training people that wasn't just done in a normal commercial building, but you saw it done out of your home. And there was a fight over this real estate as well. So I wanna go into that story a little bit. So just so people can hear like, God was growing Bob's business, he always says out of the Volkswagen bug. At the same time, he's growing your faith to have an impact in San Diego, very liberal town, very hard town to raise a family. And if you're not doing it with God, and yet you guys thrive there because of your choice with God to partner with God, so can
2: you take us on just some of those themes? Sure. I mean, like one thing I will tell people, <laughs> it was that for me out of complete frustration. Mm. So sometimes we're super frustrated. Like, why isn't there this? Why isn't this working? Yeah. What is going on? And for me, I had felt that there was um, a, a box, a lid sometimes on what it would look like to bring people, leaders, different people that had, had a heart I'll just put it this way a heart to see change happen in one way or another. And uh, I was just trying to do a simple retreat, and they didn't like that I went to Venom's Vineyard. They didn't agree uh, with what our theology was. I was like, you gotta be kidding. Are you kidding me? They're like, no, you can't have it here. I was so furious! Oh my God. God, are you are, are you kidding? Like I kind of started doing theology, girl. Well, do you believe? I said, like, do you What's believe?
0: What's funny it? about that is you guys don't drink, so it's really funny you had an event at a vineyard and then you don't even drink, anyways. <laughs> You're in trouble for it.
2: So, so uh, that started. something like, I was like, there's got to be a place. There's got to be somewhere that you could meet. And he's like, what do you want to do about it? I said, something, I don't know. What do you want to do about it? And that's literally how this whole concept for um, a large sanctuary that wasn't confined and you could do a variety of things in it and have different expressions. And so we found this land. Well, okay, no, I'm sorry. I was pregnant and I went out for eight straight months trying to find land. And the, Why I pregnant? finally gave up. Yeah, pregnant. I finally was like so irritated, hormonal. I don't know, I said, Bob, today? You're going to go look. It's your job. And the very first day he went, he found our land.
0: Wow. You know, Which I didn't know
2: that. mad. Both. <laughs> so, uh, so we had this land, and it was a process of 15 years before uh, our, both our house and the center were realized. And we had everything come against us in remarkable ways uh, to the point of, are we losing the land? You know, mm-hmm. we had two years where the fire department... Uh, Again, of course, you're going away on a weekend from your four kids, and we get a call as we're leaving town from the fire chief saying, uh, we want to take your land by right of eminent domain. Oh, my gosh. And I'm justice. I was like, what? They can't do that. But <laughs> so goes uh, Well, they kind of can. <laughs> and it took a two-year process. And wow. God said, you're not going to hire a lawyer. I, but it was killing that need of justice for me. It's like, you're not going to hire a lawyer. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. You're going to pray. And so finally one day I said, Bob, they are having uh, the fire chiefs having, you know, a citywide meeting. We need to be there. And he goes, well, I, you know, I I don't know, Lauren. let's see. Can I stop?
1: Can I stop your story for a second? Listeners, do you have mercy on me? Like, do you see what's happening here? (laughs) I'm a small painter painting. And this one has all this vision. Like, yeah. we're going to buy this land. We're going to build a center. We're going to build a house. I think God multiplied your business and, and brought it to the level he did because <laughs> you <laughs> <made> to <the laughs> <not> because
0: <laughs> you, you would have never used it for the purpose that, you know, like, God would have kept you this small
2: house painter. And not, now you're doing, like, huge airports <laughs> because of Lauren. You know, Sean, let's be true. Bob only cared that done on him. There's going to be people coming to his house on the land.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to your story.
2: So... So, uh, you know, I, I'm just like, okay, I had to release it all. Like, God, this is you, whatever you want to do. Okay, finally I like, give up, like, whatever you want to do. So, the day they were having the meeting, I'm, I'm reading about Ahab and Naboth where he wants his land. Yeah. And, and Ahab's like, I want your land because I want a vegetable garden. And Naboth's amazing. He goes, No, you can't have it. So, this was my right, my inheritance. It's not your land. And all of a sudden, God goes, You can go now. Like what wow real clothes on I call Bob like Bob
1: drags drags Bob yeah
2: I said Bob doing what here I go meet me here because we're driving separately we're like okay we could get there let's go I got on the dock it it rained I'm like a wet rat I get in there and then they finally said okay you know what
1: hold on your story let me put this the setting is it's the fire council in a chamber okay and then there's people who can sit in the seats to see what they're doing and learn, gets yourself on the docket to be part of
2: the <laughs> yes. so you know i decided like just use humor kind of tell them like i relate to you of course your needs are more important than ours and i you know i kind of go through they're laughing i said then the price of our land went up ridiculous i can't imagine you would want to spend that much money for a a piece of property. I said, I laughed. And then, you know, someone on our block wants to sue you because, but we don't, you know, so I kept kind of, they're kind of laughing, they're buying into it. And then finally uh, I just said, you know, and I understand this must be difficult for you. I said, however, I, I said, you know, um, this is our land and it's been given to us by God. And I, I see that at this point, you don't have another answer, but there's going to be one. And no matter how hard you try to do this, it's our right, our inheritance, and it will belong to us. So just because we haven't had legal counsel come against you, I want to make sure you understand that in no way have we ever wanted to sell this piece of property, property, and we won't. And after two years, it it was like uh, pandemonium, pandemonium broke out. They couldn't do it. They said, you don't want to sell it? You're kidding. Well, what about, and everything there was an answer. Well, we could divide them. I go, no, it's only one lot. We could do this. No. So we had all the answers. And then within two weeks, they released it. Wow. Yeah. At, wow.
1: The, at the end of Lauren's um, speech, speech. speech uh, the, the fire chief looked at me and said, Mr. Hassan, do you have anything to say? And I was like this. Nope. <laughs> and, and he said, I see you're a smart man. And I was like, uh-huh. No, crazy. <laughs> well, and I do want to paint the picture of that for our listeners. Like there's
0: lands that you're probably going after, or there's things that maybe you own. Maybe somebody can relate to this because real estate always has prices to it. It always has problems with it. It always has challenges. Almost every time there's a spiritual purpose. I feel like hell breaks out over land so many times. But I also want to add that you're in San Diego. It's very um liberal, obviously. So it's not like being in the Midwest or the Bible belt where maybe a fire chief would understand that. Maybe if you bring up the God card, they might go, oh, we'll respond to that. We'll really pray or think about that for you. This is like people who don't match the heart culture or language, mm-hmm. and yet something was taking place that they could understand because of how God really anointed you to go into this room. And I think that's really important for our, our worldwide listeners to, listeners to hear because there's lands that are ours that are to be occupied for God's purpose, but they have to be contended for. And I think of the children of Israel, the promised land, they had to go and march around cities and they had to do all kinds of weird things to possess that land. But man, when you hear God and you're obedient, it happens because now I've, I've only known you since you've had the land and it's been phenomenal. Some of the gatherings I've been to there, some of the ones I know you've had in over the last, you know, all these years. It's just amazing to see how many people's lives, some of the biggest pastors in the region, some of the biggest governmental leaders in the region, business owners who've had their God moment because you guys had this land Open it up for the right purpose, had incredible dinners or had these events or retreats, and they had their God moment and were repositioned in life because little Lord Hassan said, yes, I'm going to fight for it back in the day.
2: And that's something I, I do want to address is this. When the Lord said to the Israelites, when you go into the promised land, wherever you put your feet, it's yours. Wow! And so I think one of the problems is people... Uh, we all tend to say, well, it's just soil or it's kind of where I live or I go to my business and it's what I do. But, but the, what I have seen that's been the most profound, I know, at the end of our journey, because it was a number of years, we had government, other government agencies arguing over the land. It was a number of things to try to stop this from happening. Yeah. But I knew there was a keen intent. And this changed my view for land for San Diego, for Southern California, for what God really wanted to do and how we acquire land, how we move forward to take possession of it. And I know that at the end of that very long seven-year process of different things happening, God said, you know, the enemy wanted to put um, injustice, rage, frustration, judgment. He wanted to put um, uh, striving discord disunity into the land and he said every time I took you through you didn't really understand at the time mm-hmm. but I was giving you blueprints how to take land in the world how to take a city wow. how to go for Southern California how to build relationships and not ruin them in the middle of disunity and frustration and so I my encouragement to people is to really see that your business your family whatever metron he's giving you he's like this is your land but mm-hmm. he always says, I don't want you to think of it as like um, an inanimate object, but has a relationship with land. That's good. Oh, and that's, that's a good. relationship with us, so who we are in the land. And so when we see that everything we do on land after we're gone is going to remain in the soil, that other people have encounters, other people will be changed because of what goes yeah. in the soil. Yeah. When we understand the soil of our business, like you are changing, your footprint is changing. Uh, your industry. I mean, that's why. I mean, Bob. Yeah, he could say he started with the, you know, VW Bug, but he has changed an industry and a culture. And you are bringing sure. your culture to displace things.
1: Wow. It's. Um, well, go ahead, Bob. Uh, go ahead, Sean.
0: <laughs> well, we have a few minutes left. And I was thinking about you being a woman in leadership and ministry, and just how people look at you. as kind of how some people look at you as a mom, or a mentor, or a coach, a best friend. And, and you've had to break down some walls there because even though we've come a long way and, you know, I think of the old women's liberation movement and how as of today, about 20% of jobs are paid at the same scale for the first time in history in America, which is huge for men and women that CEOs and about 20% of jobs are making the same rate, that kind of thing. But in the church, a lot of times we're really far behind. So I want to address both what's still the, the places we still need to get to and hear your perspective as a woman who's not a feminist, but as a woman who understands God's role for women. But also, you know, in ministry itself, because you've been a voice, I've watched you speak into pastor's lives. And normally it's a role that maybe a bishop or an apostle or whatever the movement leaders called in different churches would speak into their lives. And I've watched you just have this role. And it's it's, it, 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 it's something that would be rare so that God's doing it more and more where he's giving women more of a voice to be who they truly are. Because we need the full contribution of everyone, all hands on deck, especially the end time we've got a great of like one of the prophets, Bob Jones, who I love. He said, it's going to be about seven women per three men in the end times because of God's going to bring an army of women of authority, especially in nations that don't have enough men to stand up and plant, build and in business industry churches. We're going to watch women in amazing ways. So I just would we'll talk about this a little bit.
2: Yeah, and it's something that I will say, um, first of all, that Bob has really helped me through because it's emotional. You get confused. Like, look, I'm just in business. You can do whatever you want. You know, you're saying like, have a business. It's a contract. Let's go. In ministry, it's been different. And so there's been times when Bob and I've been together and people be like, oh, this is, you know, Bob and Lauren Hassan. And then they talk about my ministry. And I'm like, he's business. I have, you know, a nonprofit. We're separate. But they would assume, right? Mm -hmm. They would assume Mm -hmm. that the call uh, was centered first from you. Mm-hmm. And Bob's always really helped me through because I will tell you, as a, as a woman, it can be really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But when God says you cannot be devalued, that was the scripture I would stand in, you cannot be devalued. Yeah. And it also means don't be small. And to not be small, you can't be angry. Wow. And so part of it is a good. woman, you, you have to just keep taking your heart and where that just feels frustrated or unjust, or why can't we, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to allow God to really speak you, to you personally, how that's affecting you, and to get it out literally moment by moment, case by case, until you start to reestablish, wow, you made me. I'm yeah. a woman. My call for Southern California. It's to bring different ministries and organizations together for a movement to happen, super relational, so if the, if the relational movement is men and women, right? And I'm a woman that's that's connected to this. Yeah. Uh, for me in the past, I've had to just say, oh my <laughs> God, I am offended. And he goes, bless them so hard. Set up meetings for all of people in ministry. Keep inviting them. Keep yeah. pouring out into them so that there's no foothold and you can be powerful. And then the next part is, uh, you just have to be able to laugh. Like some people go like, wow. At least someone once was like, she's the Christian mafia. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Thank What's you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, I think. Thank you, I think. I was like, I don't understand what that means, but I'm sure it was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but I can't let any of those thoughts, you know, and that's why you have a partner who has to champion you to yeah. get through that. And, and for me, where I just keep saying, God, what I'm called to do, I'm clear on. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to uh, take the authority you've given me, and I'm not going to back off. And part of that we talked about in the class was we talked about councils of wisdom of people coming together with like minds that can really propel you forward that are very different in what the expressions are. And so that's really helped as well to champion other women who are in business, politics, whatever they're in. There's a core now called 33 Degrees North where we are saying, Let's go full throttle and and let's move forward and take those assignments and enjoy the calling.
1: Wow. Yeah, and I think one of the things uh, for all you men out there who are married to powerful, godly women who have a vision, a drive, and a purpose, <laughs> part of when we built this house, Lauren had the vision and the design, and I supported her yeah. because... This was, her, this was her dream, her vision, and I just supported her because I didn't, and I trust her. It's the same way in her ministry. Uh, I, I get righteously angry when people say, Bob, tell me about your ministry. And I'm like, I don't have one. Talk to Lauren. She's the boss. And I think it's a constant over and over coming back to esteeming her and lifting her up. Into the place where she deserves, because you can tell by listening to her how much time she's put in with the Lord. Yeah, day so true. Since she was 16 years old, and yeah. and so for me, I you know I mm-hmm. love when people are doing amazing things, and Lauren is doing amazing things all the time, and I want to support her in it, and I don't want to be in her way. Wow, I mean, a lot of women obviously don't
0: have that, Bob, but I think the the mentality of you really are modeling to women what they should expect Jesus to be for them. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they don't have uh, a man like you in their life, which is you're an incredible man, that Jesus is more incredible. And I think that's just such a beautiful picture. I think probably there's many women who are listening to this going, I don't have a Bob. I need a Bob Hassan. You have Jesus. You have Jesus. And he will open, he will kick open doors that even a man couldn't kick open for himself for you. And that's really important that we understand that. I've watched, I have really powerful women in my life, including my wife and daughters, but I've always had powerful women in my life. I mean, I gave my church over to my best friends and my best friend Hona is the pastor, but his wife is really the apostolic voice. She's the one who carries the authority in the government. I mean, that little church is in charge of the foster care system in the entire, the faith-based foster care system in the entire city. Like they're the ones who lead the charge. And it's because Jen has that on her life where she builds with the government purposes and justice. And, you know, and if we had limited her voice or she had to be restricted to not, you know, to make Hona bigger than her somehow, then we would never have the fullness of what would come through them as a couple. And so I think it's really important what you're saying. I think a lot of people can relate. Maybe there's some husbands who've never learned how to champion their wives that way and they need to, or maybe there's some single people who are saying, I want that either way, but it's, it is something we have to put on the right kind of value system and honor, not on a pedestal, but on the honor system. And we have to start doing that. So I love that. Well, Lauren, how do people get a hold of you? I know we just did a class together. They can go to Bulls Ministries and still attend the class. It's a virtual class. But how do people get a hold of you besides that class?
2: Uh, They can do my website, which is ourlifestreams.org. They can also reach me on Instagram, Lauren Hassan. Uh, Sorry, I don't do Facebook even though my son works there and I love you. You uh, <laughs> DM me is the best way to reach me and um, just love what you guys are doing. Love being part of this today. So honored and um, you know, you guys are amazing.
1: Yeah. You know, Sean, we might have to do a phase two to find out what is Lauren doing now and has she ever had a problem and had to fail? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we could do, do a series with Lauren for sure because yeah, she sure. trains us. But yeah,
0: well, thanks for being on today too. Thank yeah. you so much. Up
1: next, final thoughts with Sean
0: and Bob. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you. And also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership co- contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our They're a team. They're a family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership, and you will become a partner.
1: Okay, Sean, time for final thoughts. What did you think about that interview? I mean, it's your
0: wife, who we both know as your wife and as our friend, but also she's this powerhouse of a woman who shares like these one nuggets that you go, that can redefine how I'm looking at all of my life. And so I think it's really profound when people like Lauren are emerging even more into like a wider audience. I think I've watched her, you know, be shared in the San Diego and got a lot of the church ministry streams know Lauren, but now it's like God's exporting her even further. And I'm just watching wisdom that we need in our day and age, like right now, come through her. And it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously I've watched it for 34 years and yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for her when. I hear her talk, and when, during the interview, I was just kind of looking at her like, "She's amazing, and she yeah. has so much wisdom. She's so smart. Her she's been so steeped in the Lord, mm-hmm. and I think the one thing that sets her apart from from me and a lot of people is the amount of time she spends with the Lord wow. and listening to the Lord. And I, I think it's I think it's remarkable, and you can see it coming out as the years go on. Yeah.
0: Well, many of you are watching right now and you want a friend or a wife or someone like this in your life. Jesus is better than Lauren Hassan, by yep. far, although we love Lauren. And I just want to encourage you to invite Jesus to really do life with you. You maybe have been a Christian for a long time, or this might be your first experience of hearing someone like this, but I want to encourage you, surrender more, surrender your life to God. Even again, if you've already surrendered, just say, I want your result. I want your life and my life. I want to encourage you to get involved with us, subscribe to this podcast, watch us on CBN News, and also contact our ministry, Bowlsministries.com is a great place and a resource hub for all kinds of growth that you're going to have in the near future. So I going to encourage you to visit us there. Thanks for watching.
1: Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.boldsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.